0: Welcome to Lassoing Leadership. I'm your co-host, Garth Nichols, vice principal at Haverhill College, situated on Treaty 13 lands on Turtle Island, and I'm joined by Jason Rogers.
1: I am Jason Rogers. I'm also your co-host. I'm the head of school here at Rundle College in Calgary, Alberta, and I'm thrilled to be back, Garth, for season two of the Lassoing Leadership podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. this is season two. We'll dive into where we dive into individual episodes, of the hit TV series, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Uh, We learn more about how to lead in a better, kinder, and more compelling way. And we've created this podcast out of our love of learning, our (laughs) love of leadership, and our love of all things Ted Lasso. So we're looking forward to Season 2 because Season 2 takes on new challenges. They introduce new characters, new challenges of leadership, uh, adds depth to each of the characters as well. Uh, It's going to be a great season for all of us. Right on. I believe that. And one of our
1: biggest learnings for us personally, Garth, I can speak, you know, we've been talking back and forth is the fact that we have our own blind spots. So you can look forward to benefiting from that as we add (laughs) guests to help us expand our perspective on leadership. We've got a full slate of guests joining us throughout this season. We aim for no more than 20 minutes per episode where we talk about our favorite characters of the episode. Leadership Nuggets of Gold. We also take a stab at renaming each episode just for fun. And then we leave you with a leadership challenge based on these
0: learnings. And with each episode, we love to hear what our listeners are saying. So, yeah, checking in on your mom and dad here, you know, your wife, are they listening still? I, you know, I haven't heard
1: much from them recently, but, <laughs> oh. but I've been
0: but I've been away. So, uh, But I have been
1: uh, getting some feedback and remains consistent. And as I mentioned in our episode 7-2 off, I play in a monthly poker league and we start up again this week, managed gets sixth out of 21 players. So it's not bad. You know, I feel pretty good about that, but several of them are tuning in this season. And with that said, um, they're enjoying it. However, poker, poker players are notorious for their bluffing. So I'm taking their feedback with a grain of salt. Um, with that said, We've earned more subscribers this week, and we've had our first listen from somebody under the age of 16. Now, I presume that they just stumbled onto the wrong podcast, but you never know. We might give Mr. Beast a run for his full could be our Instagram.
0: could be TikTok. Who knows?
1: We're out there in all those places. Now, well, I understand, Garth, you are getting closer to Juno Temple. Tell us more about that.
0: Well... Yeah, in a way, um, you know, I've got a colleague of mine. Calgary International <laughs> and French School, Chantelle. Uh, she's a listener, which is amazing. Uh, you know, she's a great leader. She's a great educator. Um, and we spent some time together uh, in Nairobi because we were traveling with our students. Uh, she agrees with me that uh, Keeley is a shining light in season one. So thank you, Chantel. She that She loves her heart-centered approach and is a strong, ambitious, independent woman hero. So, I love that she's uh, agreeing with me, but also that she sees the same in, in Keeley. Um, and also, Jason, she has a friend who was a stunt double for Juno when they were filming Fargo in Calgary. Garth, Garth hold on. Do you know what that means? Uh, no, but last time we on the podcast, we talked about your delusions of grandeur. But yes, I don't know what it means.
1: Garth, we are only one reason. From Juno, which means we are only two degrees separated from Brett and Jason Sudeikis, and you know what that means, Earth?
0: We're gonna get them on the show, aren't we?
1: I think this gives us reason to believe we can get nice. one, two, or all three of them on the show. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the episode with the yeah. summary for those folks who haven't seen this in a little while. Garth, why don't you take us through uh, what you saw and, and what people
0: might remember from this episode. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, Denny Rojas uh, takes a penalty shot. It's the opening scene, and he inadvertently kills the Greyhound mascot of AFC Richmond, and he develops a case of the yips. If oh, you no. you know what the yips oh, are... No. Don't look it up. Uh, (laughs) Roy is no longer a part of AFC Richmond. He's coaching youth soccer. And we'll see that Keely is trying to get him into the pundit, uh, the commentary side of of football. Um, AFC hires Dr. Sharon Fieldstone to look after Danny's, uh, what we believe to be Danny's, psychological sort of challenge after having Mm -hmm. killed the Greyhound mascot, the the dog. Uh, So Ted is confronted by his fear of psychology and psychologists. And we start to learn a little bit more He's challenged and surprised by Dr. Sharon Fieldstone's confidence and the space she begins to take up, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit in this episode. Uh, Rebecca wises up—that's a reference to the Amy Mann song that plays in the background mm-hmm. of a certain scene—and takes Roy and Keeley's advice to not sell for fine in her love life. And finally, Roy Ken is discovered watching a reality TV show featuring Jamie Tart called "Lust Conquers All," and he's watching this show with his yoga moms on yoga mom night. So there's a lot of shockers in this first episode and a lot of things that set us up for season Mm -hmm. two. Two things
1: there, Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, I love her when she she asked Ted, are you a good coach? And he says, yeah, I think so. And then she turns around and says, I'm twice as good at being a therapist. And he kind of sets him back, you know, and I think that's a really powerful moment. And the second thing is we start to see the soundtrack evolve and they're layering in i think incredibly wise music choice i think we're going to explore that a little bit throughout this season so that's a great summary um but i'm not sure about you garth but as this continues to evolve i'm having more laugh out loud moments and also having more deep contemplations Uh, it's better with time
0: yeah i agree and we started to see a lot more vulnerability more diversity the deepening of characters um, of themselves but also in who they are in relation to others a lot of inter-character challenges which i love so in this episode jason Who is your favorite character? But I think I can guess. Garth, I've tried to change. I took the whole off season
1: between our, you know, season one and season two, tried to change, but I, I can't do it. Those six days just weren't enough. I can't change. I can't get away from Roy Kent. In this episode, we see him in two coaching roles as he transitions into a life after afc richmond he's on the soccer pitch with his niece's soccer team and even though his language doesn't change i do think he's enjoying himself Um, and i'm sure you've heard of this but the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody else and i feel like that might be what's going on here Um, who knows maybe we'll bring it back in a leadership challenge today or another time the second role coaching role is a relationship mentor and straight talker to Rebecca. He says to her, after a lame date, you deserve, deserve better than fine. You deserve someone who makes you feel like you've been struck by lightning. I think Roy has started to learn about the power of teaching and, frankly,
0: the power of love.
1: Who's your new Hugh, character? Your flavor? Huey Hugh,
0: Huey Lewis. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love that you pulled out, uh, Rebecca as, like what happens with Rebecca here, because for me, it is Rebecca in this episode because she has the wealth. She has, uh, the look, the frame of mind of a leader, and she has got the positionality of a leader, mm-hmm. yep. um, but also we can see she's become part of the team. So she's expanding, you know, who she's hanging out with. She's expanding uh, her connection with the team. And in that way, she's making herself more vulnerable, vulnerable. And she's also getting uh, vulnerable in terms of getting out in the dating world. Mm-hmm. What I love about her in this episode is that she reveals to us that leaders don't always have to have it all together. And leaders have to learn how to take advice. Uh, and it can take a while to process some advice for some leaders. So after healing, after hearing the advice from Keely and Roy, a couple of nights later, she's actually out with her boyfriend and she is processing their advice out loud while she is simultaneously breaking up with her boyfriend. And And I'll paraphrase here, but she says, I have to be brave enough... To love, I have to be brave enough to love and be open to being hurt. Yes, you know. And she's saying this. Her boyfriend replies, "Am I? Are you breaking up with me?" Oh, sorry. Yes, I guess I am. Uh, but for me, this rings true of like Brené Brown in her book Dare to Lead. So I love that she's modeling that vulnerability. I love that she's modeling how to take advice from a leader. That you don't have to take it and deal with it in the moment. You can process it. You can put it. Uh, you can you know put it into your practice and see how it feels. So. Even though she looks the part and sounds the part, she's expanding her level of vulnerability and therefore enhancing her capacity to lead. I think. Garth, I love that you pull up Renee Brown and
1: that book Dare okay. to Lead and all of her books are just pure magic. Do you mind? I've got a few leadership ahas here. I'd love to jump into them. Are you ready for me to jump in on the leadership challenge side? A few? Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. go for it. you got more than one. That's fine. Let's go. Okay. This episode is entitled Goodbye, Earl. And from it, I took away the power of storytelling, especially in the Mm -hmm. moments of crisis or tragedy. During the press conference, after Danny's free kick hits Earl the dog, resulting in his untimely death, Ted is asked by Trent Krim from The Independent, do you have any thoughts on today's incident that involved Danny and Earl? Without hesitation... Ted steps into a narrative about growing up and an experience he had with the dog when he was young. He explains that when he lost his dog as a boy, he had trouble moving on and that that loss helped him move from one place to another, although it was difficult. Um, But for Ted, it's always about growing and learning. And I'm sure in his mind, he is concerned about Danny. However, he remains hopeful that somewhere in the sadness, there'll be growth for Danny and for the team. (laughs) I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you I'm mind? Really if I, nice. uh... I, well, wait, wait. Because I also, I also like how you know everyone comes together, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really, I think that's really important. Um, I think that when you step into storytelling, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you got to build that, you know, the audience with you, mm-hmm. um, and actually, like, not like just coincidentally. Seriously, Harvard Business Review: storytelling that drives bold change. There you um, go. You got
1: another one. Let's see if you got another magazine for this one, Garth. Here it is. Shortly after Ted gives his post game talk to the team and tells the team to be goldfish, obviously encouraging them to move on from the game and the instant. One of the newer players who hails from the Netherlands first asks another player what the saying means. And then goes on to say to another player in the dressing room that, you know, he didn't make any mistakes. Only this other player played poorly in that moment sam decides it's his turn to step up and lead he steps in and says y'all mouse is not being rude he's being dutch. dutch now you could take this one or two ways and it could be a slight but i really think this is an important reminder to remember that we all come from different places and our experience inform who we are beard comes back to this later in the episode by reminding ted that he once told him all people are different people now in a sense it feels pretty colloquial but I think it's totally true. You know, everybody is different and respecting and responding to that is important from leadership. Now, lastly, the new team's sports psychologist also overheard greeting players as they're coming into her office in their home language. And I think this is a true testament to connecting.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I love that you pulled this out because it also speaks about cultural fluency, mm-hmm. and cultural wisdom. You know, there's, a, there's many different term, terms for it, but I think TED is, is putting up on his heels a little bit when he sees Dr. Sharon Fieldstone and he's thinking to himself, I maybe need to up my game in terms of how I connect with people. But also your point about goldfish, I Ted might be thinking I need to up my game in terms of my analogies in terms of how I coach, because not everything is going to translate. We talked about this briefly, but having cultural fluency is integral to being a, a good leader for everyone on your team. So I love that you pulled that out. You got more. I got more. Here Let's we go. Let's keep
1: going. Okay. This episode is packed with lessons and insights. Yeah. Remember when Will, the new club trainer, comes in and asks to leave a little earlier for his mom's 50th birthday? Nate, I think, shows his true colors by telling Will that he can't go. He needs to stay till everybody's gone. But then Ted, and he doesn't do this often, he jumps in and tells Will to go and enjoy his mom's birthday. Here, once again, we see Ted is seeing the best in people. You know, Will's not taking advantage. This is his mom's 50th birthday. And he's encouraging him to put family first. This is a long and enduring value held by Ted. Values.
0: Yeah, you're right. There's another part of this scene, which is Nate, right? Mm. Nate's development, and I want you know again, I wonder if if Ted is a bit fallible here in terms of has he onboarded Nate into his culture effectively? Now that he is, now that Nate is a leader in that culture. Um, and I think that's, I think that's important. How do we onboard people? Not just giving them the whistle, yes. not just coaching them from the side, but actually onboarding people into the culture. I have a feeling you're not done though. Jason, you got more right. you? close, man. I
1: love this episode. So when the management, love it. <laughs> when the management team comes together after the game, after the press conference, after everything, Higgins, Rebecca, Ted and Keeley, they quickly move through circles of impact. Rebecca hmm. asks, how is Danny doing? Okay. And what I love most comes next. They ask about the dog owners and how he's doing, how is Earl's owner doing with dealing with any tragedy as leaders, we need to remember to consider all who may be impacted and support them, how they want to be smart, supported, not how we think they should be supported. And in this instance, Rebecca has gone forward and made a donation to a dog shelter on Earl's mm-hmm. owner's behalf. And I can't think of a better way to support them circles of impact. I think it's a huge yeah. ownership lesson.
0: Yeah. And it uh, reminds me when we had Dr. Kathy Bishop on talking about collective wisdom. I think pulling the team together, we'll see that more and more that you lead better when you lead with others to draw on uh, on their wisdom as well. You got it. You, You got another one, don't you?
1: I can't help myself
0: as Danny misses dozens of free kicks of practice.
1: Ted offers to go for a walk with Danny. Although this doesn't result in immediate improvement, Ted utilizes a walking meeting strategy in leadership, in leadership too often we sit facing each other in total oppositional stance in a totally oppositional stance. Psychologists have found that by walking side by side, not only does it activate our physiological benefits of activity, it also indicates that we're moving in the same direction together.
0: Amazing. Do you do walking meetings?
1: I do walking meetings all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I try to. I try to. Um, Yeah. yeah, Brené Brown, you know, come back to Brené Brown, to Lee, but also she has this idea, this uh, sort of visualization where you, you take the problem and you put it in front of you, Mm. you move it from between you and you put it in front of you and you turn shoulder to shoulder and say, all right, let's address this problem together. And I think that's a powerful visual um, that she, that she provides too. So Jason, do you have any more?
1: I think I'll stop there, but we might need to start a Brene Brown fan club at this rate, Garth. So, Let's uh, get her on the uh,
0: podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't uh, stop sharing. I love this so much. What, what uh, did you see, Garth? Want to share with our listeners?
0: Oh, do I, I get a turn? That's, that's great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll be quick. Because uh, you pulled out so much that I love. But there's uh, I think there's an underappreciated role that Higgins plays in here. Uh, his commentary, uh, the way he brings in his family. He says, I have to watch The Empire Strikes Back with his boys. Mm-hmm. Whereas in yeah. season one, he was rushing and he was you know concerned about how his family was impacted by his job. Now he's actually taking the time. I think that's really strong leadership. Uh, but I also – he takes the lead on Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. And I see him coming into his own with the Diamond Dogs. You know, Higgins says, when they're having this problem with uh, with Danny Rojas, he says, the first thing we need to do is to define the issue. Don't you love when leaders say that? It's a moment of pause. And then he says to Ted, what are your thoughts on therapy? So here he is applying his wisdom and knowledge from other teams who have brought in therapists as well. Um, and I just love that about Higgins. Underappreciated oh, moment, I think.
1: Yeah. Hey, Garth, I, you made me think of one more. Do I have 30 seconds? To just get this one in. <laughs> yeah of course when you said Higgins I couldn't help but remember that uh, this is the start of his revolving office dilemma Higgins knows that the counselor needs private space and he leads by example I think that's what I love about Higgins he's always leading by we'll see that later in this season as well and he moves to a table in the hallway he's making a sacrifice for the betterment of the team often leadership is about sacrifice
0: I think that's about about it Earth. Yeah, I mean, I've been in five different offices at Havergal in my eight years here. Uh, I've been trying to make myself more visible, and we've talked about that. And here's Higgins doing that, open to being moved around, open to being visible. I love it. Okay, let's jump into renaming the episode. And uh, before you get another leadership lesson, I'm going to go first. So take the I would I would, uh, I would circle back to what, your first point about leadership and uh, Ted's um, press conference, and he says the things in your life. You know, can sometimes make you cry knowing they exist, and yes. then they can make you cry knowing that they're gone. So I would like to rename this episode: the things in your life, your fears, your vulnerabilities, your work life, your personal life. They make up the tapestry of who you are, and you know, you have to remember that, that about those you lead as well, right? The things in your life, like Macaulay comes to my office; they have things in their life, and I, you know, the thing that they're coming to talk to me is just one part of that piece. So I think the things in your life capture this really well. Oh, Garth. I'm glad. What about
1: you? Well, I'm glad that this podcast and you are two things in my life. So I I really. (laughs) Me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) Okay. So I'd rename it. Be brave. It's not going to stop. I take this from the scene you spoke about earlier where Rebecca, Rebecca breaks up with her new boyfriend. She gives a beautiful speech about being brave and, or sorry, as she is letting him go in the background song by Amy Mann is playing and the lyric that's, Overlaying this is it's not going to stop. Uh, I think as leaders, we need to be brave. And we need to be ready to face tragedy, loss, mm-hmm. sadness, and difficulty yeah. head on. And it's not going to stop. And so that's that's it for me. I think be brave. And It's not going to stop. And that might be your next karaoke song. Yeah, or a tagline for listening <laughs> to this podcast.
0: There you go. All right. Let's move on. Leadership challenge. So I like the idea uh, of a press conference. It opens, you know, I think that it's a pivotal one here in the episode. So I'm going to put it out there that we should hold a press conference as a leader. It could be about a mistake you made. It could be about an idea that you have, but gather your team around, give them the role of like interrogating you, asking, asking you questions. Um, In education, like in the classroom, classroom teachers call this lesson studies, and that carries some Mm -hmm. powerful built-in protocols to it. In politics, it's a scrum. But in colloquial terms, it might just be brainstorming for you. And as Ted says, don't bring an umbrella. Be prepared to be rained on. And if you do this one time only, it's not going to work. Try and make this part of your regular practice. So don't just jump into it, uh, but try and make it part of your regular practice, and you'll get more involved in more questions. Leadership challenge accepted. I love that, Girth. Nice. And speaking of things that we also love, Jason, season two, episode one. What do you, our listeners, think of this? A reminder, if you like what you've heard, get in touch with us. We love listener feedback. Share it with your friends. Uh, Like us on Spotify, all those things, because if we're ever going to get Jason Sudeikis on here, or like Juno, you never know. uh, We're going to need your support. Jason, take us home. Until next time, keep leading the lasso way. Thanks, everybody.